Working drummer. Now kick it. This is the Working Drummer Podcast, serving up perspectives, experiences, and stories from ground-level working pros. Advice, tips, and secrets on how to build a career in the music business. Hey everybody, this is Matthew Krause, and you are listening to the podcast Working Drummer. Today my guest is Joe Ganzis. Not only is Joe a drummer, but he's also a host and creator of the online radio show Around the Kit. Joe digs deep into the life, career, and background of each of his guests, whether it's a well-known drummer like Kenny Arnoff or a lesser-known drummer. Joe has surrounded himself with a strong team that helps Joe create a thoughtful and consistent show week by week. A few highlights of Around the Kit include multiple guests for every episode, as well as tribute shows like John Bonham, Neil Peart, And some of Joe's guests include Simon Phillips, Dave Weckl, and Kathy Rich. This show can be found at aroundthekit.net, and it premieres 8 to 11 Eastern Time every Sunday night. To find out more about this episode and all the episodes we've done, of which we have over 100, you can go to workingdrummer.net. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. And while you're there, leave a rating and review for us. That really helps us grow. You can also find us on Google Play. Hey folks, can we talk snare drums real quick? Dreamy, loud, bright, poppy, clean, articulate snares. And well, do you believe it? Love at first sight. Okay, first sound. Well, before I get into all that, let me tell you, the folks at KHS America invited me back out to their place to experience a few new snare drums they launched at Winter Nam. And the drum I fell in love with, I was mentioning, it's one of the new Mapex Black Panther Design Lab series snares. It's called the Heartbreaker, a 14 by 6 8-ply mahogany shell with reinforcement rings. I could instantly hear the possibilities with this drum, and our friends at KHS America allowed me to take this drum on a test drive. I've used it live and in the studio, and let me just say, it got noticed. Punchy yet warm, it never lost its beautiful tone, even as I tuned it lower and lower. The other snares in this line include the Cherry Bomb, an 8-ply cherry wood precise-sounding snare available in 14x6 or 13x5.5, and and the Equinox, a 14x5 6-ply maple snare that's described as classic, bright, and articulate. Yes, all true. Some of the shared features of these four drums are the pure sound snares and the micro-lock, cylinder drive with the butt-end adjuster, and English mat. Okay, you know that little click-click you feel on the throw that keeps the snares in place? That's what I'm talking about. Be sure to check out Russ Miller's interview that we did for episode 110. We get into more detail about the Black Panther series. So let's get to it. Here is Joe Ganzis. It's. I'm. I'm really glad that we can do this because this is an opportunity to talk to somebody that is like-minded, like me. It's like we both love music. We both love drums. We have, and and it's just to hear the stories and to be able to find a new way to um, be creative and express our interest and share this information with the drumming community. That um, I think is pretty unique amongst musicians yes the drumming world is crazy yes i mean uh just uh doing this show and you know i'm like you you know uh uh, uh of course i want my show to be better than yours i'm not gonna lie and you want your show be better be better than my soon uh, someday absolutely we okay joe we'll see way. you later you man know? i'm cutting you off no. <laughs> what happened nothing man i'm joking with you oh, oh i said you I'm, know, I'm, I'm cutting you off man i'm cutting you yeah. off no <laughs> no no that's life you know we all want you're doing this right now because you want something absolutely let's not 
let's not both uh, pretend that we're, you know, we're, we're phony people. I want yeah. something here yeah. and you yeah. want something. We all sure. want something in life, but we all want to help each other out. So yeah. I am so I love when you want to come on my show, come on my show. I am very giving in life. You know, I love mm-hmm. people who want to, you know, help others like like we do, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting point because, you know, we we support each other as you know we're talking about drummers in the community. So when we're when we're interacting with others that that are player, you know, when when we're trying to help somebody out to get a gig or 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 to to listen to maybe a recording project and offer input or be there to support them at shows, we do want to be better. We do want to be um, not necessarily step on each other, but I mean, we do. I think what it is is we want to be the best selves that we can. It's, it's sure. not the right word, but we want to be the best we can be uh, ourselves. And I think it's it's funny um, within this show. Um, I, I've been able to de- develop a, a, a decent relationship. Uh, with Nick Ruffini and Drummer's Resource, and uh, and I'm excited about uh, kind of getting to know more about you and what you do. And I think there's a collective community that helps support each other. Yeah, I want this podcast to be the best it can be. Sure. But I also recognize that what we do is a little bit different than what Nick does, and I think a lot different from what you do. I think our format is different. Uh, I'm excited to be a guest on your show, but this is the this is the opportunity for you to be a guest on my show. So yes. I want my listeners who've never heard of you, uh, I'm sure most of them have, but f- those who haven't, to know what you do and how you do it. So can you just give us a broad overview of what Around the Kit is? Around the Kit is a, a weekly uh, a broadcast drum talk radio show. Uh, we've been doing it for almost, I guess, about 15 months now. And what we do on Around the Kid is we like to really bring the drumming community together. We like to incorporate stories from all drummers. You know, um, I have each one of my shows, Matthew, I usually have a national guest. Uh, I was doing four guests a show. Now I'm doing three guests. So I'll have the the main guy at 8.30. Let's say it's Simon Phillips. But in that show will be a John Smith from Idaho. Mm -hmm. I've never heard of him. You never heard of him. But his story needs to be told just like Simon. He's a drummer playing 35 years. He's a working drummer that I call who has a day job. And his story needs to be told. And it's really those stories that I find that my listeners really take to, you know, of course they want to hear about Simon Phillips and, yeah. uh, but they want to hear that guy like, you know, me or who they never heard of, you know, mm-hmm. you've had much more success a- a- as a working drummer than me. So they know you, but they don't know, know Joe Gann just as a drummer. Uh, they don't know my friends from Staten Island. I have friends all over the world that, um, if you look at my shows, you'll see a guy named Wally Dellenbach from Indiana. Mm-hmm. Now, now we know who Wally is. Right. Is he the right. is he the greatest drummer in the world? Who cares? Yeah. It's a it's a story that I want people to know who Wally is. Yeah. And then I'll go to California with a guy named Ray Odette, and I'll go to Staten Island with a guy named John Bessa, or we'll go to Tennessee with a Jeff Wald. Who are these guys? We, yeah. we don't know them, but now people can hear these stories and say, wow, I like to hear that story. Yeah. Just like Simon and uh, all my guests, Steve Smith and, uh, you know, uh, 
uh, all the greats I had on the show. But it's a it's a show that I incorporate the drummers. I want to hear their story, mm-hmm. and I have drum shops, drum educators, drum stores, drum schools. It's just a great community. And if I can be honest, um, I think my biggest uh, uh, attribute that I could can convey to my guests has been my questions are really well thought. I take my time with my questions. I do so much research. Mm-hmm. My guests are like, I'm so glad you didn't ask me what heads I use or what's my favorite <laughs> symbol. Yeah, They, they want to know about your upbringing yeah. and the story about, you know, yeah. even their family. I asked John Robinson this question, a great J.R. John Robinson. I said, John, uh, your, your mother and father, uh, you grew up with great, great um, values. What values did they set around the dinner table? And do those values still help you today? He goes, great question. Yeah. Be- because it's about his life now, uh, about not just drums. That's why we call it around the kit with a heartbeat. There's mm-hmm. a heartbeat behind every story. So, yeah. you know, I... I I'm I'm really passionate about good questions, you know, not just asking who's your favorite drummer, what was your favorite song you played on, but like even you, I'm going to, you know, research you and I'm going to find a, a question. I just had a guest uh, on uh, this past Sunday, this guy named Joe Saylor from the Stephen Colbert show. He's a great jazz drummer. Yeah. He goes, he goes, I didn't expect you to know me this well because <laughs> I, I take the time you know and i yeah. i think that's important with an interview yeah. not just to you know spend 10 minutes i i spent a couple of hours on each guest a week you know really getting to know them and and that's been you know one of the big um you know pluses for the show uh, i i can hear it man uh, for sure and and that's the one thing that i think when i started doing this i there were a lot of people who didn't I'm, i wasn't trying to sell myself but there was a lot of people that don't know who i am but and there were so many people that were doing what i was doing where you're just making a living playing drums but you weren't in modern drummer you weren't in they're just doing the things and then <clears throat> you find the players that are supplementing their income with other work with with the day job um, and their work they're playing drums or there's a passion for drums that goes beyond making it a quote unquote career and I think that that's where uh, our uh, uh, shows are are very much a parallels in that we recognize the interesting stories that everybody brings to the table not just the uh, the heroes and the greats that we grew up reading about and listening to those are fun and it is fun to talk to Steve Smith and I haven't met uh, Simon Phillips yet but it's you know it's like we there's so much history there's so much personal history that I think all of us have from you know being a, a fan of those players for so many years that it is fun to kind of crack the door a little bit and maybe an opportunity for interviewers like you and me to ask questions that we never heard asked in Modern Drummer or some of these other publications over the years. But you, uh, uh, yeah. a side note, um, I am wearing your shirt today. Nice. I, I me just, too. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. We don't have yeah. we don't have shirts or anything like that. We're we're looking into that, uh, getting that uh, soon. But um, you uh, 
you were very inspirational when I, uh, so people that don't know, I mean, I, I've heard of your show, but I hadn't listened to it. Right. And then I ran into you in Nashville. I knew you were in New York, and I had some friends who have been on your show. So I was very aware, but I hadn't taken the time to, to listen to your show, uh, admittedly. But when I, I saw you in Nashville at the Nashville Drummer Jam, the tribute to St- Steve Smith, you had your recording rig there. I'm like, dude, this guy is serious. I need to step up my game. But I I, I went right over, and I was like, hey, I introduced myself, and you were you were very warm. You were very welcoming, man. And I was like, this is great. Uh, this, again, I don't know why I need to be reminded about the, the drumming community, but you were you were right there, man. And I really appreciate you extending your hand and uh, just being open to chat and um, and then us kind of keeping in touch and then and this this interview yeah. happening as a uh, result. You know, it's, it, it's funny because... In in two days is my father's birthday. My father's birthday is three 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 three. He was born March third, nineteen thirty three. He's been dead three years, and his birthday is in two days. And oh, you you man. say you know I was so nice to come over to you and extend my hand. That's how I was. See, I I just got goosebumps and I'm getting emotional because I'm thinking about my father. Oh, my man, father yeah. was my everything. So. I was brought up by great parents who instilled the values of me in, in life. That's why I am who I am. I am a representation of my parents. My mother's still alive. So every day I want to make them proud. So, you know, when you meet me, you also meet my parents, you know? That's, that's, a, I love that. I really want to dig deep. I, I want to find out, you know, what was Kenny Arnoff's first band's name that people don't ever talk about and and how that band touched him? Uh, I, I want to go back to, you know, uh, uh, David Garibaldi and find out how how passionate his brother was to him. I, I want to go back and, and 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 find out, you know, the 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 stuff that nobody wants to really talk about, you know, and I really want to dig deep and I, I, I really focus on almost getting to know that person before I talk to them. Yeah, yeah. Tell me about the team that surrounds you. It seems like you've got a good network of people that are there doing multiple tasks to make this thing happen. Well, you know, Matt, that's a great question. And I I made this saying up about five years ago, and it goes like this. Surround yourself with positive people. Don't let negative people surround you. We have too much negativity in this world. We need positive vibes around us. Yeah. So if we have negative around us, we're going to become negative. So my team is all positive. Um, I have uh, right now. I have um, four people uh, actually working for me uh, on my uh, team. I have a guy named Jay Galen. He's a uh, uh, a marketing uh, editor from California. He's also the creator of Ford Drums. You ever heard of Ford Drums? Yes, I have. Yeah. That's his company, him okay. and Jimmy Ford. They're the owners of Ford uh, Drums. He comes from a 25-year background in marketing and advertising, having developed national and international advertising campaigns for real estate brands, Century 21 and Prudential. Just a great uh, marketing guy. He does he does my YouTube promos every week. Like if you see a promo and uh, I'll say this week on Around the Kid and uh, like this week is a big John Bonham tribute. He did that video for me. He puts my videos together and, he, and and I look for him 
to help me with uh, even you know phrasing when I when I write stuff. He helps me with with all the marketing stuff. Great guy. I have a great drummer named D- Doug Miola. Mm-hmm. Does a lot of stuff on a Facebook. Great educator. Great. Um, if you notice, I use the word great a lot, and people tell me <laughs> I, I got to stop, so I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, so. <laughs> <laughs> Doug Miola is a tremendous the drummer from um, Vancouver, originally from uh, New Jersey, and it's funny. We knew each other 25 years ago. Now he's a, a, a segment and show writer on my show and also a consultant. He does my um, behind-the-kit segments uh, every week he he, yeah. he comes up with uh, you know weekly stuff you, you know we've done stuff uh, such as like um, you know drum heads and uh, um, uh, drum tuning and uh, drum shells bass drum cymbals he'll give you like a four minute uh, he'll talk about like a four minute um, practice tips and uh, uh, artist endorsement you know he'll talk about stuff in the business and he's been great uh, the, the great Doug Miola hey Joe and, uh, yeah uh, uh, just to pause on that just for yes. a second um, now and there's clips on the website that have that uh, and, and is that interjected into the show as well clips on a website uh, well, well you have you have the uh, the segments that Joe does Doug Doug, Doug, yeah. Doug I'm sorry that Doug does. yes yes that's uh that's every show he, uh, I play them. I used to play them before my first guest, but I, I changed my format, so I'm mm-hmm. playing it after my second guest about 9.20 every show. And that, that's what I wanted to bring up is, is the, here's another thing that for uh, some of my listeners that maybe don't know you is that this is where, you're, this is where you bring something different, which I really like, is that you've, you're bringing in um, kind of like, okay, we're not going to talk gear, we're not going to talk this other stuff, we're going to get into the personal stories and, and dig a little bit deeper. Uh, to find out about our guests. But, hey, guess what? We're going to take a little left turn here, and we're going to talk about drum heads, tuning, practice time, and stuff like that, and not necessarily get it out of the way, but I love that you kind of you set some time aside, kind of like we're going to set some time aside to go to the gym today so that we're done with it. You know, you, we're going we're gonna to address some things that are important, but not necessarily interfere with the flow of the conversation, uh, right. the things that you want to. I, I, that's so great, man. That's because there are times that I'm like, I wonder if I'm not doing enough of this. But, but it, you 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 have those. Then you have those clips separately available for uh, people to access online uh, on your website if they want to kind of go through the library that that Doug has helped create. Um, and, and the other thing I want to make sure that people are aware of is. The way I, I have one more person on my team. What? Uh, oh, okay. Sorry. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. And I have a. Um, her name is Laura Altieri. She's a consultant and show writer. Uh, she has a great background in in in, uh, in, in finance and writing. Uh, she's um, passionate about all types of music. Um, she writes my this week in drumming uh, segment. The this week in drumming segment. I'll usually play before my first guest. Uh, like um, two weeks ago, we did a one on Tommy Lee. And it's just, she gives me names every week because there's, um, every week you can go on a special page and see drummers have birthdays or stories from that week. So we do it this week in drumming. We done, we've done about um, 17 so far. Bill Ward, Bonham, Cliff Davies, Dennis Elliott. Uh, they're all on the page. Uh, Mitch Mitchell, Neil Peart, uh, Scott Travis, Van Halen. 
So they're all on the page. It's called This Week in Drumming, and she does a great job. And I, I just I just did a promo last night for this week because I'm doing a big John Bonham tribute. So he just yeah. finished that one. So it's called yeah. This Week in Drumming, and it's a little thing. She comes up every week for that drummer for that week. That's great, man. That's yeah. great. Just more stuff for people to dig into and explore. Just it's a, a treasure trove. Just at this this thing that people can do. Um, another you know another thing that 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 is that is different. Something that that you're offering that we don't do. Uh, I love it, man. It's really great. There's uh there's also I love the format too because uh, the the one of the things that we do is we we record and then we kind of we edit and produce a little bit, but we try and maintain the free, open conversation style, but yours is, it's live. It's a, it's, it's, what is, are you going from 8 to 11 Eastern time on Sunday nights? Yes. And the problem with live sometimes, I've done about uh, 65 shows and maybe two or three of those shows, I've had major problems with the, 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 the server called Blog Talk Radio. Sometimes it has a mind of its own. So yeah. there's, there's sometimes where I'm I'm holding my um, I'm praying, but it's been pretty good. Yeah, it's eight to eleven Eastern time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I used to have four guests, but I, but I found Matthew to be honest, and mm-hmm. the four guests was too much. I was rushing sometimes to yeah. get done with a guest because mm-hmm. I seen a guest online. So now we're doing three guests, eight thirty. 9:30 and 10:15. It gives us time in between to take some phone calls, or you know, uh, yeah, play yeah. play some more sponsor, pro, you know, spots and like. So it's it's a it's it's a little more uh, less pressure for me, you know. Right. So you're having multiple guests. Uh, you've got people calling in. Um, there's it's it's live. That I mean, it's it's like a. I love it. It's like yeah. a wild west kind of thing, and, and it has a <laughs> it has an energy yeah. about it that um, that I think is really fun and uh, definitely needs to be checked out. I wanted to ask you about um, this acronym DRUM drug resistance using music. Absolutely, I had a, a guest on. His name is um, Darby Shelton, and uh, you know, see. I'm glad you brought that up, Matthew. Great job by you. See, that's what makes you great at what you do. You pull stuff out of people, and I love that because that's passion about me. I am so happy you brought up that with Darby Shelton. You don't know who Darby Shelton is, mm. but Darby Shelton to me is just as important yeah. as Kenny Arnoff. It's a story. Darby Shelton is a drummer, and he had some problems years ago uh, with drugs now he has this uh, this great organization called Drum Drug Resistant Using Music, uh, Fight the Good Fight, um, and he uses drum and music to help people with drugs. It, it, it's a great uh, concept. He's doing great things. Uh, you know, there's stories he told me about you know you know kids that are just down and out really in bad shape and he brought them into the program and it's it's changed their life so he's just doing great stuff you know uh using music and i think that's a great thing to use music music is so powerful we don't even realize it and using drum and music to help people with their addiction music therapy is a thing it's Absolutely. A, I mean, you can get a degree, and you can get a, a doctorate degree in music therapy. I have a friend of mine that 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 does that. Right. And and Joe, have you have you lost anybody to drugs? No, I haven't. Okay. Uh you know, when I was uh, 
not to drugs when I was um or any addiction I guess you know because you know alcohol and well my father was an alcoholic okay uh but but he he was still my hero he, he's still the best man I ever knew he just awesome. uh, he had a problem which uh yeah. I, I I don't even blame him uh but that's another story you know he, yeah. he he had an addiction for a long time he was he was a great human being uh he was a great father but he had an addiction he stopped after a while and then he got cancer but like um when I was uh, maybe 14 to 19 was a really dark side of my life you know i, I was um with the wrong crowd doing a lot of drugs a lot of cocaine and and, and drinking i stopped i haven't done it in 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 uh almost 30 years but that it was a bad time in my life you know just the, the wrong crowd and mm-hmm. for all the young kids out there the wrong crowd will take you down the wrong path absolutely There's nothing I want to do more in life than, than be with my daughter. You know, she's number one to me always, no matter what. She comes first. And then I want to go after her, you know, which is uh, not even a close second. When I'm up in my drum room, there's nothing like it. You know, Matt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I want to ask you about, about your your background, man. What's, what's your story with – what's your personal story with drums? I started playing. My brother was a, is, is a great guitarist, and he played in church. And uh, I used to go to church. I was an altar boy, and then I watched him play guitar. I started playing guitar maybe at eleven, and it just didn't take to me. I, I just it wasn't me. It wasn't going to work. And then he was in a band uh, called Borderline, and the drummer I became friends with, and I just. I took a, um, a liking to the drums at at, at, at thirteen, and uh, you know, uh, took lessons uh, from a guy named uh, Nicky Capozzi. He was in a great band called White Lion years ago. Yeah, I remember uh, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's a local guy, and uh, he really taught me a lot of stuff that uh, when I do teach today, I use a lot of the same methods. Uh, he really stuck with me. He's a good friend still. So I started playing at thirteen. Uh, grew up in a very um, Heavy metal, a mindset in the 80s, you know, Metallica, Iron Maiden, all the heavy stuff, uh, you know, uh, big, big Queensryche fan. My favorite band is Queensryche still, but then I, I, I matured in life, you know, I, I started playing in, in, in jazz bands and um, uh, top 40 bands, cover bands, uh, uh, like Americana bands, like... Um, uh, just just great stuff, uh, bands like Train, stuff like yeah. that, mm-hmm. you know, all different genres, and, and then I got older, I just started playing in more original music and a, a lot of cover bands, but when I was young, I would say to myself, like uh, Phil Rudd of ACDC, he sucks, because <laughs> I wasn't mature enough to know how valuable he is to that yeah, band, you yeah, know? Yeah. So I grew over the years, I've been playing 35 years now, so I, I, I've grown so much as a drummer, and I've matured, you know, intensively. I hear that come up in your conversations. Um, I, yeah. I, I suspected that Scott Rockenfield was a was an idol of yours. And yes, my favorite of all, all, all yeah. time. And I got to interview him, and it was great. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, the, of, of the kind of the heavier bands, Queensrÿche was one of my favorites. I, I loved Empire, and it was, it was so great. You know what? He's uh, uh, he's a. Uh, I don't think he's a. Uh, you know. It, I talked about this on my show recently. A gun to my head, gun to my head. If I got to pick one drummer who Joe Gansis thinks the best ever, to me it's Dave Weckl. Hmm. You know, 
but uh, that th- that's my choice. But sure, that's that's why the opinions are great. Scott Rockenfield isn't the best drummer ever, but he's my favorite. He's touched me the most, you know. Well, it, you know something about him in that band. That person, what he brings. It, it, brings to that band yes it's like um he's touched me the most yes uh i had a chance to work with a a friend of mine uh who's a great guitar player and we were talking about the role that jimmy page played Mm -hmm. in zeppelin and 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 how important he was as an orchestrator as a composer as a composer of these amazing riffs or the or channeling the influences of american blues and i said yeah yeah but you can't take any one of those guys out of the equation it's not the same thing no every they were they were each one was 25 percent of the whole and uh i think scott is that way so my point is it's like weckle's pretty badass but i don't know if it would be the same hearing queensryche with with weckle oh no i'm just saying you know we always uh i think it's silly you know who's the best drummer who's the best drummer yeah yeah you know I have so many, um, you know, favorites. Uh, my favorite after Scott is Simon Phillips. I just, uh, and he was a great interview. But, you know, I just, you know, and even over the last two years, it happened. Just something about Dave Weckl. I, I I think he's the best ever. But that's my opinion. That's yeah. why the show and me and you, we all have our opinions of life, which is great. I noticed on my show, um, I don't know about you, but I, I noticed all the really big top names like uh um, Steve Smith and Phillips and Weckle, all the big top names. They've been so nice to me on my show. I just wanted to, you know, you say that I thought they'd have attitudes, but I, I found that the really top names for me have been so nice. You know, there's been a couple of interviews that I, I didn't like and, uh, you know, weren't so good. And these are the top names too, but I found that the really top guys have always yep. been really good to, to me at least. That's very true, man. I, I I sensed that right away when I moved to Nashville in 2000. I worked at Fork's Drum Closet with Gary Forkham, and I did not know the scene. I moved down from Columbus, Ohio, where I knew all the drummers, and I come down, and it's a it's a completely different scene. It's 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 much larger as far as the music community, and the players were all over the map, and many of them had worked on or continue to work on number one records, you know, but I didn't know who they were. I, I could, I didn't recognize Greg Morrow when he'd walk in, but he's been on more number one records, you know, than anybody that I know. Right. And, and, but those guys, those, what they call the A session players or the A players were always the sweetest people. Mm-hmm. We're always the most interested in what you were up to were more interested in talking about you than they were themselves and then there were the struggling uh drummers and musicians that were kind of huddled together we're trying to figure out making heads and tails of the scene we're being nice to each other we're all in it together then there's the players that it it seemed like they weren't quite the a player maybe they were the b player right and maybe they, maybe they knew that they were respectable players but some, a few of them had this attitude like they had to defend their honor in a snarky kind of way. And you're like, man, you're a great player, and I know you're a good dude. Just be yourself. And, and, but I always, I always made note of that. Those really, really top-tier players almost were like, like the big dog at the park was always the sweetest. 
Yeah, yeah. I've done. Yeah, I, absolutely. I, I've done some interviews. Uh, uh, th- there was one guy. He's a he's a, a top national player, and I just didn't. I wasn't crazy about the interview. He didn't really have an attitude, but there was a little swag. It's okay, but it just went. It wasn't one that I, I really, you know, mm-hmm. um, you, you know, liked enough. And and, and this is like one of the best out there. But you know, uh, I guess they they all touch you in a different way. You know. Yeah. So where do you go to find a treasure trove of information about vintage drums, custom drums, and legendary drummers? NotSoModernDrummer.com. Since 1988, Not So Modern Drummer is an institution dedicated to researching and documenting the history of modern drums, the art of drum building, and the legendary drummers who play them. The writers and contributors are some of the top vintage and custom drum experts from around the world. Not So Modern Drummer serves as an online gathering place and marketplace for the worldwide community of drummers who buy and sell, collect, preserve, and play these instruments. It also hosts drum-related events that are attended by drummers from all over the world. This website is easy and fun to explore, and the monthly digital magazine subscription is free. So check out NotSoModernDrummer.com. What kind of touched a chord with you as far as how you were educated in music or how you educated yourself in music? I spent like two years with uh, Nicky Capozzi. He was the drummer in White Line, and I learned so much. And then from there, I just took it myself. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, you know, I found so much just listening to... Listening to different music uh, back then, uh, Iron Maiden, a drummer named Clive Burr, he, he passed on. He was a big influence. Um, uh, Lars Ulrich from from Metallica, who everybody hates, but he gets a bad rap, was a big influence on me. Mm-hmm. And Scott Rockenfield, the guys like Charlie Benante from Anthrax, you know, all the heavy hitters back then in the, in the big bands. I just found my education from learning from Nen was was listening. There was no school I went to or, or any more teachers after Nikki. I, I I developed a really good ear, you know, early, and I could, um, um, you know, I, I have a really weird way of learning songs. Uh, if I got to learn five songs for a band, then I got to learn the songs in two weeks. Uh, I will learn them songs, Matthew. I will listen to them, listen to them, Listen to him. I will not play those songs, Matthew, until I go try it for the band. It's very weird. It's not even. Uh, you probably say, "Wow, that's weird, Joe." Like if I have to learn five songs by next Friday, I will never play them. I'll play them with the band first, but I'll listen to them fifty times. Yeah, that's that, that's how I learn songs. It's it's very unique, but it, it always works because the more you listen to something, uh, the more it'll be you know in your brain. So. Well, uh, it, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it, it for me that is odd, but at the same time, that goes to a, another point is I don't think we do enough listening. No, we don't. We, we, we always, I mean, I, I am so guilty of this. I just want to sit down, I want to play, I want to play, and a lot of things, uh, if, if I have to learn songs, sometimes I write charts because I don't know if I'll have to play the song just once it's if it's if it's just sitting in or subbing with a group or a one-time thing. Um so it, it, it's hard to say the, the, the mode of, of learning, but as far as how we digest music and how we get better as drummers, I think we, we forget that com- uh, an important component of that is just listening, you know, and letting that sink into our subconscious, and then having the ability to pull from those ideas that, that, that become a part of our toolbox, 
you know. So if if you're listening to a bunch of stuff, maybe it's not music you have to know, but maybe it's not songs you have to know, but maybe it's something you have to come up with in the studio or you have to come up with a part for an original band. Well, if you haven't been listening to anybody, then where do you pull from? Absolutely. Uh, I, I love what you say, and I, I bring it up so much with my guests. I say, you know, we all want to do things in life. We're always... Uh, we're always in a rush. We always want to play, and we always want to be the first. We, we don't want to be correct in life today, Matthew. We don't want to be correct. We just want to be first. We just want to put mm. the information out there. We don't want to take the time to educate ourselves with that education, with the information. We just want to put it out there. We want to get out there. I'm first. I'm first. I'm first. But mm-hmm. we don't want to be correct, and we don't listen enough. And I think that's so important just to sometimes just to stop what you're doing and take it all in. Yeah, very much so. I, 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 I love the way you bring up Lars, and, and, and you're like, this was an influence of mine. And I, th- I think we need to make an important distinction about what inspired us when we were younger. Um, it's You don't have to defend this player, or maybe when you're young, what gets you on the kid? And if it's a drummer that maybe doesn't influence me as much now in in the stage of life, that doesn't matter. Um, You know, for me, it was Neil Peart, and it's like, so he was super essential in in making me interested in drums, and then I use that's a launching point. So, I don't know, people can say what they want to about Lars, but, uh, you know, if that was your launching point, look at at where it led. You know, it led to a life of playing drums and getting interested and then doing more with it. And now this radio show, it's like, so, I, I mean, I realize there's, there's there's more than just Lars that you mentioned and, and uh, Scott Rockenfield and different players. But it's it, I think it's really important to recognize the origin of our inspiration, you know. Absolutely. You know, I... I uh... I talk about Lars a lot. Matter of fact, I, I, I've done a, a, a Buddy Rich, Gene Krupa, Neil Peart, and this Sunday I'm doing a John Bonham uh, tribute. I'm doing Ringo Starr, and this year I'm going to do a Lars uh, tribute because I, I think he needs it. He's been that inspirational to people. Yeah. Listen, uh, you know, he was so big on me, uh, uh, an influence when I was younger, he played some great parts, and but people always say, oh, he sucks and this, but it's so fair to, 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 to let other people's, uh, you know, uh, opinions, uh, you know, you, you shouldn't let that, you know, bother you. If, if you don't like Lars, that's one thing, but don't take away from my, you know, you know, personal pleasure from him. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I, I totally, I totally agree, man. Um, with the demands of the show that you have now and, and life and your daughter and everything like that, where, where do drums play a role in your life now? I find that right now, I probably get asked two to three times to, to join a band or something. I don't want any part of it now because I, I just find that I get involved in a band and I put too much effort into it. And then I got, come, got a guy coming to practice who might be doing something a drug or something or um, even he can't learn the song so there's never a hundred percent into it i just i don't want to do that now i i i do some youtube videos where i do some instructional stuff but i'm not playing as much as as, as i want to uh, maybe mm-hmm. two three times a week because i'm just so busy but that's you know my choice um right, right. but but i think drums you know i 
I'm always playing, and it, it, it's going to sound weird. I'm, I'll, I'll play on my, on my chest. I'll do mm-hmm. stuff. I'm, I'm serious. I'll do, I'll do, I'll do rudiments on my chest, on my legs. I'll play on a desk. So I'm always playing. I'm always moving my hand somewhere, and, yeah. and I think that's even some sort of practice. You know, I'm always. I'm always thinking drums. I'm always thinking a beat. When I'm at work, even in a car, if if I'm the if I'm the passenger, I'll I'll, I'll play on the dashboard, and even that helps me once in a while. Just to do these, just to play anywhere I can with with my hands, you know. Yeah, well, it's it's just being engaged. It's it's a part of your life. It's a, yes. You know, where do you see around the kit going in the future? Where do you want to 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 take the show? I think the best uh, platform, the, the the best avenue for this show, and it's the only really uh, the only focus I have is Sirius XM Radio because I really believe the show needs to be there because if I go to a local radio show in New York, we're only going to broadcast around here. The show every week is heard all over the world and uh, if if i look at my um my numbers and my insights it's heard in uh last week i was heard in aruba so it's all over the world yeah. so yeah. the best you know uh platform w- would be sirius xm and i think in a couple of months i'm going to make a really big uh, press kit with um with a, with jay galen uh, a really unique press kit that's just going to blow people's minds and uh, so it's it, it's got to be serious XM because of what they do. It's internet, and if I could just say what I want want my show to become. Let's say you listen to eight o'clock, and my show's on serious around a kid on a serious radio with Joe Gans. I say, hey guys, we are live tonight in studio with Dave Weckel. We could talk to Dave Weckel. Dave could play a solo live on the air. We could talk to him again, take questions. And we could even do roundtable discussions. We could have uh, educators come up to the studio, drum schools. Uh, it, so I think the possibilities are just endless. Yeah. My problem is I just have to sell serious on the idea. I think it's a great idea. You might think it's a great idea, but you know, is it going to work for them? I just got my 16th sponsor, which can also help me. Maybe some of those sponsors can also come with me. So I just think if I had a room... If Sirius gave me a deal or, or a shot, even a trial run, okay, Joe, here's six months. We need to build the show. Matthew, I could do it. I know I can. I just need that chance because I'm doing it already. Right. I have all these guests. Right. They know I could – they don't have to get Dave Weckl. I'll get him for us, you know? So, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's where I see it. Um, a little studio and, and Sirius, and I'll be good to go. Oh, yeah, well, man. Yeah, I hear We'll you. see. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> hey, so you did it uh, of the tributes you did. I know I'm excited about uh, the the one coming up, uh, Bonham, man. I'm a yeah. huge fan. Um, very excited about that. And you've done uh, Neil Peart tribute as well? As the, yes. Yeah, I did. Okay. My, Neil Peart, uh, my Neil Peart tribute was hosted by the uh, Brian Tishy. You know Brian? Uh, that name sounds familiar. Yeah, he he's been in so many bands, and uh, he 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 was co-hosted with me. Rob Wallace, Kathy Rich, Matt Thompson, Joe Bergamini, yeah. Dean Castronova, Scott Rockerfield, oh, yeah. Andres Ferreira, David Stock. They all called in. It was great. I, if, if if I can go back to one show we did, 
April second last year was just a tremendous show. Yeah, it was my it was my first um, it was my first tribute show. Uh, and uh, Kathy Rich, uh, she co-hosted with me. I had um, Dave Weckl, Kenny Arnoff, Charlie Adams, Billy Mason, Rod Morgenstein, uh, Jimmy Ford. It was a great time, and those shows have really taken off because I'll be talking to Dave Weckl at eight forty-five. And he's got to leave at nine o'clock, but before he says goodbye, he says hello on the air to Kenny Arnold because they're all friends. It's just right. a really cool vibe the whole show, you know. I love that man. That's yeah. so great. That's so great. That was going to be one of my questions. Is there any like outlandish or surprising thing that came from one of your guests? What just happened recently? Uh, I had that question asked me. Surprising thing. Uh, Maybe a revelation or something that just was unexpected. Um, not really. Not yet. Uh, how about a call in? How about a, how about somebody calling in? How about a guest that really touched me? Um, is is that okay? Is that cool? Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yes. Yeah. I interviewed the great Dean Castronovo. I'm sure you know him. He he, yeah. he was in Journey for a long time. Right. He got he got thrown out of Journey in 2015 for um he was on the wrong path. They threw him out of Journey. Uh, he was having troubles with his wife. Uh, I can say that almost two years later. Um, he's doing great. He changed his life around. He's been clean and sober. We had a great interview where uh, he got, you know, even a, a little uh, uh, emotional at times. And um, that one stuck out to me a lot because, you know, of what he went through. And he was so honest in the interview. He didn't hold anything back. He made mistakes like we all do, but he's on the right path now. Those interviews, uh, you know, uh, one interview or another, man, that that, that inspires uh, th- those are the best, man. I think. I think for me, if I can say one thing about what I do, I, you know, I, I'm not afraid to ask a, a, a difficult question because I always think in life, you ask a question, what's the worst they can say? I don't want to answer it, or sure. you know, or no, I'm I'm not afraid of of, of failing, Matthew. You know, I, I think you know, making mistakes, and you know, if I if I fail at something, it's not the end for me. I asked Kathy Rich, and this was my third interview back on December twentieth of, of fifteen. I said, Kathy, you know, we don't know who your father was, buddy. We hear all these stories, and I didn't know who he was either. I said, you know, we know your br- we know your father loved uh, drums, so I want to ask you this, Kathy. Who did your father love more, drums or his daughter? And she <laughs> thought that was a great question. And she yeah. says, definitely his daughter. But I didn't know that. I didn't know if, if he you know, was a was a big family man. So it's the questions like that that I like to get out of people, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, there's so many people that live in the public spotlight that, you know, we feel like as the public, we we kind of a, have a, an ownership of them, you know, and and it's like there's more to it than that. There's more nuances, and some people like Sammy Davis Jr. They were all about the public. I mean, to the point where there was neglect on the other end. I mean, his he had no relationship with his kids from from what I understand. Um, yes, right. and and uh, you know, it's like yeah, what a, what a talent, what a, what an amazing uh, performer, but. I'm sorry, but that's not that's not an inspiration to the type of person that I want to be more like. You know? Oh no, and uh, you know I'm I'm a humongous when I say humongous baseball fan. I've been a baseball fan all my life, and I know my father. You know he, he I love Mickey Mantle, Mickey Mantle, the you know the great Yankee. Mm-hmm. 
But, you know, we always say, oh, he was a great guy, he great guy. He really wasn't a great guy. He, he, he wasn't a good father to his kids. He, he, he was a womanizer. You know, yeah. so we think, oh, he's a great baseball player. But, you know, to me, it, it, it doesn't make him a great person, you know. Aroundthekit.net. Aroundthekit.net. Every Sunday night, 8 to 11. It's on Blog Talk Radio. Of course, you could always find the, the, the links on my page. Uh, it's 8 to 11 uh, every Sunday Eastern Time. And uh, we just uh, we love doing what we're doing. And we, and we just hope to you know, continue you know, growing the show and uh, helping out the, the community of drumming, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, man, I, I hope that this this is a good thing, and I it's been fun talking to you. It's been fun to kind of get to know you a little bit more, and I'm super excited to be on your show. I'm going to be in overwhelmingly uh, uh, great company with Tom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Greg Bissonette and, <laughs> yeah. and Tom Hurst. I mean, yeah. God. Tom's great. Um, yeah, Greg, obviously, too, <laughs> for sure. But you, you see what you said right there? I, 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 and I get that, but I'm going to treat you the same way as Greg Bissonette. Well, I appreciate that, dude. I can absolutely. Talk. Yeah, you, you're you wear your heart on your sleeve, Joe, and I can hear it in your voice and the way you deliver your show. And um, just thanks for the opportunity uh, to connect in this way. And uh, and and again, just your your warmness and your welcoming uh, hand when uh, when we met. Uh, well, a months ago. if I can say something to you, I, I can't thank you enough for this opportunity. Uh, usually, I'm on the other side of the microphone, but I, I really love what you're doing. I've been on your your page. I, I I actually love your format because it's something different than mine, and and I like that it's different and. Uh, it's uh, something that uh, I don't see on my show. It's on your show. But I love what you're doing. Uh, just great stuff. Uh, you've been doing it longer than me. And uh, I'm just, uh, I was very grateful you asked me to be on your show today. Awesome. And thank you so much. Thank you, dude. I'll be sporting your shirt all day today. <laughs> <laughs> Around Nashville. It's a lot of fun. Joe, thanks, man. All right, guys. Keep, can, keep, please keep, uh, you know, getting out there and, uh, uh, helping out this great show, a working drummer podcast with Matthew Krause. Thank you, brother. Joe Ganzis, you're awesome, man. I'll shout you later. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. So there you go. There was Joe Ganzis talking about his show, the unique approach that he has, and I appreciate him taking the time to talk to us and spend a little time on the other end of the microphone and sharing some of his story. I encourage all of you to check out Around the Kit. His approach is different than Working Drummer Podcast, and it's just a lot of fun. It's just off the cuff, and it's just more improv. And with the multiple guests that he has, it makes it a lot of fun and very informational. My thanks, as always, goes to Mike Jackson for his technical help. Stay tuned next week for Zach Albetta's interview. Mike and Zach and I have been working on some new things we're real excited about, and we will keep you posted through all our socials. And uh, there's going to be unique ways for you to participate and uh, some fun things coming your way with some giveaways and bonus material that we're creating. We just want to say thank you for everyone's uh, interest in what we've been doing for the last couple years and just your uh, input and um, just the constant support and feedback that we get from our listeners. So keep that coming. Uh, spread the word, if you will. It just it helps us grow, and it just we just reach more people, and it just allows us to produce 
better and better material. So thanks so much for that, and um, thanks for listening, and I hope to see you around. Bye-bye.